Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. It's Matt here, and at the end of this episode, I'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our free Journey app where you can access all of our recent message content. And actually, the app's the easiest way to share all this content with a friend and to keep up with everything going on around here at Journey. Just search Journey Calway in your app store. Now, most importantly, I hope this message inspires you to take your next step in following Jesus. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in today. If this is your first time, I definitely hope it's not your last time. So let's jump right in. Today we're going to be talking about something that is extremely practical. We're going to talk about how to live with a better pace. In other words, how do you and I live where we have healthier and more productive calendars and schedules? When COVID hit, for many of us, not all of us, but for many of us, it forced us to have a change in the pace of life that we were accustomed to living, didn't it? And we discovered some really valuable lessons. Some of you discovered that you had no breathing room for rest. You didn't have time to sit around a kitchen table and have dinner with your family. You hadn't had time to have long walks and conversations that really mattered. You didn't even have time to sit and think. And then COVID hit and it forced us to change. And as it forced you to change, you began to find the value in some of those things that you didn't even realize you were missing. See, one of the lessons from COVID is this, that our crowded schedules have crowded out our priorities. Isn't that true? Our crowded schedules have crowded out our priorities. And let me tell you what happens when this is true for you and for me. We end up experiencing and living within a lack of integrity. See, integrity is a lot more than just telling the truth all the time. Integrity is when your values, the things that you say matter most to you, your, your priorities, if you will, when your values and your commitments, what you do with your time and your money, When your values and your commitments line up, then you have integrity. When they do not line up, when there's a gap between them, I say this matters to me, but the way I'm spending my time or my money doesn't reflect it. Well, that creates a fractured integrity. That creates a fracture in our souls. And whenever you are fractured internally, it leads to stress, it leads to worry, it leads to anxiety, it leads to fear. Let me see if I can illustrate it for you this way. I've got these rocks here for a reason, okay? So imagine with me that this jar right here, it represents the amount of time that you have. Now, the allotment of time, you can decide how you want to think about it. This may represent the amount of time you have in a day, or it can be a week or a month or a year. It could even be the amount of time you have in your life. But the actual jar represents the amount of time you have. And then all of these little rocks in this jar, well, they're all the little things that we tend to fill our lives with. Good stuff, fun stuff, it's scrolling through social media, it's sitting and watching Netflix and binging an entire show, it's uh, going outside and messing around the yard or piddling around in the garage, it's going on the lake for a day, it's, it's uh, shopping online, it's all the little stuff, you know, hunting, fishing, a round of golf, whatever the things are that you and I tend to fill our lives with. All of these rocks represent good things, fun things, but you wouldn't really say, oh, they're the most important things. Now, what tends to happen to most of us, and see if you can relate to this, is that without even realizing it, our lives get so full of these good but not most important things that they crowd out what really matters most to us. Because we've got to run here this weekend, we've got to take a trip here, we're traveling over here, we've got to get the kids to that tournament and to that event, and well, they're on the sports traveling team. We fill our lives with so many good things that our crowded schedules start to crowd out our priorities. And then we come along and we go, well, I mean, work's a priority. 
I got to fit this big rock in here somewhere because work matters. And so we, we work hard and we shove and we get it down in there. And if you're in school, you're going, well, I got to study and I got to you know, pass the test and pass the class and earn the degree. So, so you figure out how to squeeze school in there and you manage to make that work. But then you begin to think, oh, man, there's more than just that that matters. I've got my family and you know, or friends and I got to figure out how to fit this in somewhere and make enough time for them. And then if you're married, you've got your spouse, or you know, if you're dating, you've got your significant other, and you're, you're going, well, I can't not give time to that person. And so you, you try your best to make that work, but it's not really fitting all that well. And you're not even done, because then you start thinking, well, my health, I need to take care of my health. And how many times have you thought this? Oh, man, I, I've got to make some time to exercise. I just don't seem to have the time in my schedule. I need to make time to eat healthier, but I don't think I even have time to cook or prepare meals. And then you come to finances, and you're going, well, I know my finances matter, but how am I going to make time to actually sit down and figure that out and manage that well? And then, oh, by the way, there's the spiritual component, right? And whether you're a Christian or not, whether you consider yourself a follower of Jesus or not, uh, there's a spiritual component to all of us, but for the sake of this conversation, we're going, well, i got to make time for God. i got to figure out how, how He fits in all of this. But the problem is, it just doesn't feel like there's enough time for everything. Now, this represents how a lot of you feel with your life, doesn't it? This is what it looked like pre-COVID, and for some of you, this is still what it looks like because COVID really hasn't slowed you down all that much. And when you live with priorities that you just don't quite have enough time for, I wish I could give more time to. How many times have you said this? I wish I could do this more. When you have priorities that you don't have enough time for, this is a picture of fractured integrity. This is a picture of stress and worry and anxiety and fear. This is a picture of regret. This is a picture of pain. If you've been tracking with us throughout this series, you know, as difficult as it is to live this way, there's something worse than pain, isn't there? It's wasted pain. The pain without gain, well, that's a shame. So we don't want to continue on. COVID has forced us to change to some extent. But there will come a time, if not right now already, when you're going to have to choose whether you want to change or not. And we want to come out on the other side better for this. So how do you fix this? What's it look like to come out on the other side with a better pace, with a better schedule, with a better calendar, where your life and your time represents and reflects what you say really matters most to you? Well, here's what I want to do today. I want to introduce you to a time principle that is ancient. It's talked about in the Old Testament. It was written about in the New Testament. It's been around since time began because God introduced it. Now, you may have heard it, some of you, if you took a time management course or if you read a time management book. But this is something God introduced a long, long time ago. So I want to introduce you to this time principle, and then I want to show you what Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, what he had to say about this. And then we're going to talk really practically at the end about how to take this principle and apply it directly and personally to each of our lives. So let me go ahead and give you the principle up front. Priority determines both capacity and legacy. This is a time principle that you've got to understand. That priority... In other words, what you choose to do with your time, the order in which you put things on your calendar or in your schedule, that priority, how you use your time, determines both your capacity, how much you're able to get done and accomplish in your life, 
and legacy. The impact that what you do will have and whether it will live well beyond you. So priority, the order in which you use things or do things with your time, determines both your capacity, how much you're able to do, and your legacy, whether it's going to live beyond you. Now, the Apostle Paul, he talked about this principle. And the reason he talked about it is because Paul understood that our time is a valuable, valuable asset. Matter of fact, it's maybe the most valuable asset we've been given. So as he's writing to a group of Christians in Ephesus, trying to help them understand this, here's how he describes this principle to them. He says, be very careful then how you live. See, Paul understood that your time is your life. That your time, it's the most fragile thing you have. You can always make more money. You can't make more time, can you? Once it's gone, it's gone. So Paul's writing to him and he's saying, you be very, very careful how you live. You be very, very careful with your time because it's fragile. So you have to be intentional about what you do with it. Be very careful how you live. And then he says this, which is a little surprising. Not as unwise, but as wise. See, this is a trap. This is what makes this so hard for us. This is why our lives end up looking like this time and time and time again. Because we are not making a choice between good things and evil things with our time. None of the little rocks that fill your time and fill your life, none of them are evil, are they? If they were, you would quit them. That wouldn't be a hard decision. No, all these little rocks in your life, well, they represent good things. They represent fun things. They represent things that you go, well, what could be wrong with that? And Paul's going, there's nothing wrong with that. This isn't a choice between good and evil. This is a choice between wise and unwise. And if you fill your time with the wrong priorities, if you get the order of things wrong in terms of how you manage and leverage and utilize your time, then you're going to make an unwise choice. You're going to end up filling up all of your time with things that are good but not impactful. Good but not best. Good but not most important. You're going to end up having what... In uh, diet terms, we call empty calories. You know what empty calories are. It's when you eat something that makes you feel good in the moment, but it has no caloric value for you whatsoever. It's just empty calories. Well, same thing's true with our time. We can spend all of our time on things that seem good, that look good, but the reality is they're going to have no lasting impact. They're going to make no difference. They're not going to lead us to a more fulfilling, meaningful, and productive life. So Paul says you need to be very careful because your time's so fragile. You've got to be intentional with how you live. Not as the unwise, but as the wise. Making the most of every opportunity. See, Paul believed that every 24 hours God gives you, it is full of opportunity. That your time, it's your life. And that time is full of opportunity. Or as I heard someone once say, it's pregnant with possibility. That you get to look at the amount of time God places in your hands today and tomorrow and the next day. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to pursue the opportunity that is there or not. And by saying yes to one thing with your time, you're saying no to something else. If you and I continue to live saying yes to all the little rocks, nothing wrong with them, they're good. But if we fill our life with all those little things and we crowd out the big things that matter most to us, We'll get to the end and we'll realize we missed the opportunity. But this is so easy to do because look at how Paul concludes this. He says, because the days, they're evil. This is why this happens to us. What he's saying is this. 
that everything in our world and everything in our culture baits us, tempts us, draws us to fill up our time with a bunch of good, little, not most important things. And if you just go with the current of culture around you, if you just say yes to the opportunities in front of you, and you don't evaluate what's actually most important to you, you will end up with a life where the things that matter most get crowded out. That your crowded schedule will crowd out your priorities. So Paul gives us a warning. Look at what he says next. Therefore, do not be foolish. Don't be foolish. Say, that sounds a little harsh. Well, Paul's going, listen, if you spend your entire life filling your time up with good things that don't have a lasting impact, good things that don't make a difference, if you continue to choose to use your time for those types of things at the expense of what really matters most, he says, you're not evil, you're just foolish. You're not evil, you're just short-sighted. You're not evil, you're just missing the opportunity that God has placed in front of you. So do not be foolish. But, here's his instruction to us. Understand what the Lord's will is. This was Paul's way of saying, you have just enough time to do God's will. Have you ever found yourself saying, I just don't have enough time to get around to all the stuff that really... Paul would go, no, no, no. You have just enough time to do God's will. You have just enough time to follow the plan that God has for you and for your time. I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way. But God not only has given you time, but God has given you a plan for your time. And when you follow his plan for your time, you discover a purpose and a meaning and a fulfillment and significance in life that you can't get by filling your time with a lot of good, fun, but unimportant things. So let me circle back again. This was Paul's way of teaching us that priority determines both capacity and legacy. Priority, what you choose to do first with your time, second with your time, third with your time, the things that you say, these are the non-negotiables in my schedule. Whatever you choose to put into your schedule first, it will determine both how much you're able to get accomplished, how much you do, and the impact it will have beyond you. Priority determines both capacity and legacy. Now, Let's get really practical for a second. Let me see if I can illustrate what this looks like because I was very fortunate several years ago to be taught this and I practiced this for years. I know this time principle works. I know it's true because it's worked for me for a long, long time. Here's what this looks like. If you will sit down first and determine what really matters most to you and if you'll make that the first priorities with your time, it'll change everything. It actually won't make you less productive it actually won't lead to a less fulfilling life. It'll lead to more. Here's how it looks. What I do is I clear my schedule at least once a year. And I reevaluate how I'm using all my time. And then I make a plan for how I want to use my time moving forward. And I always start with my relationship with God. So the first thing I always put on my calendar is time that's going to enable me to get to know God better. Okay? So that may look like time to, to read my Bible and to spend a few minutes praying. It may look like time in my day every day to read a little bit of some, some Christian book or something spiritual that's going to help me understand God a little better. It may be time to go to church. It may be time for my small group. It may be time to serve. 
and to do what God's called me to do there, to fulfill my purpose there. Whatever that looks like, I just go, okay, what are the activities that need to be a regular part of how I use my time that will help me get to know God better? And I put those on my calendar first thing, and they're non-negotiable. So if somebody calls and says, hey, can you do this? And it's within the time that I need to be doing this. I'm not just going to bump this time and say, no, I'll go do that and not worry about this. No, I've said this is most important. So I'm going to lock in on that. And then I take my family. I say, okay, what are the things that I need to do as a family? How do I need to use my time to deepen the relationship with my family? And so I put some things in my schedule that are non-negotiable. A couple nights a week that are family nights, and we've decided we're all going to spend time at home together on these nights. So if you call me and you say, hey, can you do this for me on this night? I'm going to look back at you in all probability and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I already have a previous commitment. Well, my commitment is a commitment to my family, and I'm not going to move that. For you, this may look like i got to make time to you know, call my family and talk to them once a week or every other day or whatever that is. If you've got kids, it may be, I'm not going to miss bedtimes. You know, I'm going to have a bedtime routine with my kids. That's valuable time. I'm going to be there X number of nights a week. It may be family dinners so many times a week. Whatever those habits or practices are that deepen your experience with your family, you need to put them in there. And then same thing with friends. You take friends and you go, okay, I want to deepen these relationships. I'm going to block some time off to invest in these relationships with my friends. Then you go to work. You got to do the same thing with work, right? You got to figure out how to make time, not just to go to work, but to be productive at work, to be a great employee or to be a great boss or a great manager. How can you maximize your time at work? Same thing's true if you're in school. You got to put some time in for school. You got to make sure you excel at that and do that really well. You put that into your calendar. You're looking at if you're married, absolutely, you got to put time in with your spouse, don't you? You got to make sure you're going to be getting away, you're going to be enjoying some time together, you're going to be deepening that relationship. It's got to go on your calendar early on. It's right there for me with my family. It's God, it's Jen, and then it's my kids. Got to put some time in for your finances. You got to make sure that your finances, you manage them well, that you're smart with them, that you're doing the right things. You got to do the same thing with your health. You know, if you look at your calendar, you may have to clear some stuff off to be able to invest in your health to make sure you have a body healthy enough to do what God's called you to do for as long as he wants you to do it. So my point is, I take my calendar and I just build all these, these things out. I build time to pursue a relationship with God and know him better. I put time into my calendar to pursue the relationship with my wife to pursue the relationship with my kids, to pursue work, to pursue my health. I put all of that into my calendar. And then once I've got all of that in place and that routine set, the extra time that I have, well, that's what I can fill with all the fun stuff, all the little stuff, all the extra stuff. It's good stuff. It's just not the most important things. Now, some of you push back on this. You push back on this because you think, if I did that, Matt, I wouldn't be as productive. If I did that, I wouldn't have as much fun. If I did that, I wouldn't get to do all the stuff that I wanted to do. And you're actually wrong. Remember, it is priority that determines both capacity, how much you're able to do, and your legacy, what's going to live on beyond you. And I would submit to you that if you will get your priorities right with your time, with your calendar, and you will stick to it, you will actually find you accomplish more, not less. Because 
Once your priorities are in the right order, this may be loud, so you may want to turn your volume down. But once your priorities are in the right order, I'll see if I can do this without spilling it. You can start filling things all around it. All around it. I don't know what these two things are, but we don't want to lose them, do we? You start filling things. Oh, lost one more. You start filling things all around it. And everything fits. This doesn't mean you don't say no to some things. But you will be amazed at what you are able to do if you will just prioritize first. When you do the most important things first, everything else fits around it. Priority determines both capacity and legacy. You see, for those of you who are going, ah, I just don't know, I just don't know, I don't want to say no to things, I want to I be able to accomplish, I want to be productive, you know, I, I can't cut off time for this and say I'm not doing anything but spending time with my family on these nights. Listen, let me help you out. The secret to productivity, the secret to getting more done, the secret to having more fun, the secret to achieving all of those dreams you have in life, the secret of squeezing everything out of life, you know, however you define productivity for you, whatever your goal is for life, the secret to productivity is not adding, it's prioritizing. It's not adding. It's not continuing to try to pile on a bunch of little things. You'll run out of room. It's actually prioritizing. So let me give you a couple questions to reflect on. I hope you'll talk about these with your spouse, with your family, uh, with your small group, because these are important to reflect on. First of all, what are some of the little rocks in your life? What, what are the things that are actually taking up all your time? The stuff that you do. And do you agree with the idea that culture baits us into pursuing the little rocks first? Do you find yourself being tempted to do this? Well, if I don't, I'll miss out. If I say no, I'll miss out. You know. Where do you see that playing out in your life? And then the second question, what are the big rocks in your life? And what would your schedule look like if you made time for these priorities first? See, you've got an extraordinary opportunity right now. COVID has given it to us all. You've got a reason to completely rebuild your pace of life, to rebuild your calendar and your schedule around what matters most. So I want to challenge you to sit down and do the exercise that I do every single year. Clear your schedule. And then begin to rebuild it around the things that matter most to you. And you put them in and you make them non-negotiable. And then you fit all the other things in life that you can fit around it. But do not sacrifice the important for the urgent. Time well spent always leads to a life well lived. When you get to the end of your life, if you have lived this way, here's what I can promise you. You'll have fewer regrets. You'll have less stress, anxiety, and worry along the way. And you'll have more fulfillment, more meaning, more purpose that you have experienced. Because God, who gave you time, has a plan for your time. And he has priorities that you should build your time around. And those priorities determine both your capacity and your legacy. Let me pray for us. Father, this is easy to talk about. It is so hard to do. So would you give us the wisdom to know what to do with this, the courage to sit down and to look at how we're using our time and go, okay, I've just got to be honest with myself. I'm, my crowded schedule has crowded out what I say matters most. I have 
fractured integrity. My, my values and my commitments with my time, they just don't line up. God, give us the courage to have that kind of honesty and then the courage to be willing to change because it can be so hard. The courage to be willing to say no when we need to say no. The courage for some of us to look at our family, our spouse, our loved ones, the people who matter most to us and say, if you could change anything about my schedule, how I use my time, what would you change? And then the courage to listen to them and do it. God, thank you for inviting us into a life that does have purpose, meaning, significance when we use our time the right way. So help us be very careful how we live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Help us to make most of every opportunity you give us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you'd take a moment to rate and review this podcast, it would really be helpful. And if you live near our church, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our phenomenal children and student environments, just visit us at journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Look forward to seeing you soon.